What's up, guys? I am Kevin the Kevin, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Rules My Life with Kevin the Kevin. How are we doing today? Yeah, and I, and I know what you're thinking. Man, this is, uh, didn't you just put one out last week? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Not last week, maybe like three or four days ago, but yeah, I did. And uh, the reason why is that there's so much wrestling in the world. Like, there's so much stuff that I got to watch. You know, yeah, you got to... AEW, New Japan, WWE, MLW, you got uh, Impact, Ring of Honor, then you got these biographies, you got the Dark Side of the Ring, there's just so much uh, product of professional wrestling that I just can't, uh, I can't limit the podcast to just one a week, so this is a trial run, and we're going to see how this goes, alright, so if this goes well, I'll put out two a week. If it doesn't, I'll go back to one. No big deal. No biggie. No biggie. So that being said, I did something for the first time I have never done in my life. I experienced a first, and I'm 36 years old, so there isn't going to be many first times in my life, but for the first time, I experienced this. I watched an entire episode of AEW Dynamite. And, uh... You know, and you know, it was, you know, it was, it was all right. It's all right, <laughs> right? Uh, but there's a few things I want to get into. You know, I want to get into AEW Dynamite, but later on, I want to talk about the NXT uh, Takeover in Your House event that happened last night. I don't know when you're listening to this, but uh, last night was uh, in your house. And uh, what, what's what's today's date? What's 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 today's date? June fourteenth. Oh, today's June fourteenth. I watched in your house on June thirteenth. So this is the day after. So whenever you're listening to this, this is pretty new, fresh, fresh off the event, right? But uh, first, we're gonna talk about AEW. So like I said, I watched AEW Dynamite for the first time, ever, ever, you know, in its entirety. Because I've tried. You guys know. You guys know I tried to watch AEW Dynamite and I just could not do it. I couldn't do it. You know? My eyes wouldn't allow me to suffer through this insufferable program. But, uh, yeah, I watched AEW Dynamite and it took me three days. (laughs) It took me three days to watch this entire episode, man. You know? But I had to muscle through it. I muscled through it. You know? And I did it. Finally finished it yesterday. And uh, there's a few things I want to... I don't, I don't want to get into any intricate detail, you know, but I just want to get into the things that pointed out about the program, uh, things that I've noticed, uh, some of the downsides, some of the upside, you know? And uh, one of the things I want to point out is yesterday, not yesterday, well, over the past three days, the Young Bucks came out. And uh, they came out doing their little heel stuff. And the first thing that came to my mind is, wow. These guys are corny. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. This is the first time I've ever seen the Young Bucks like this. I've never seen them. Like, normally they come out with the money pants on and the flares. and I've never seen the Young Bucks with, like, facial hair. You know? So, uh, with the flares on their heads or, or dancing or just, or just, you know, just being heels. Being these kind of heels. They were like, uh, I understand. They didn't understand, you know? And it didn't look good. Didn't look good, you know? It was the first time I've ever seen this kind of Young Bucks, and I didn't like it. First impression, didn't like it. And, uh, you know they got that, uh, 
you know, the Young Bucks pose where both of them do like this. They're standing side by side doing like the Shawn Michaels, you know, flexing, you know. And another thing I notice is what is Matt Jackson doing that Nick isn't? Because Nick got no muscles. <laughs> like these guys are brothers and these guys are on tour all the time, right? These guys are together all the time. When, when is Matt at the gym and Nick isn't, Right? Because I got to tell you, Matt looks like he's in the gym. Nick doesn't. Like, Nick is like Kenny Powers. Like, he ain't going to lift no weight if he can throw a pitch for 90 miles an hour. Right? If you can throw a 99 mile an hour pitch, why do you need to lift weights? It's heavy. Right? <laughs> so, it's like, you know, I don't know, man. Because when they do that little Shawn Michaels flexing, Nick got nothing. Nick has no muscles. He has absolutely no definition. You know? Anyway. Right? Also, um, why don't they... Another thing that bothered me is the fact that they have to be referred to as the best tag team in the world. Why do you need that moniker? You need the announcer to say that you're the best tag team in the world? Let me tell you something. If you need somebody to say that about you or if you need to say that about yourself, you're probably not the best tag team in the world. And I don't think you are. I don't think the Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world. They're one of the best tag teams right now considering... You know, the era of professional wrestling that they're in. Yeah, they're one of the best tag teams. But they're not the best. You know, off the top of the head, I could go the Usos. You know? I could go... Uh, I don't even know what the motor shooting machine guns are together anymore, are they? I can't say FTR because I don't remember the last time they were in a tag team match. You know, so, I don't know. I just think that's a little bit ridiculous. That they had to call themselves the best tag team in the world. They got the tag team belts. But you ain't got to keep calling yourself that. You know? I don't believe it. I, I don't agree with the fact that they're the best tag team in the world. You know? So right away. Right away. You know, I'm, I'm not feeling this episode. Right? So. Another thing is that it's, it's an announcement that uh, Cody Rhodes is going to be teaming with Arn Anderson's son. He's going to make his AEW debut. Brock Anderson. Against QT Marshall. And uh, is it Anthony a go-go? I don't know. But yeah, he's going to be making his... uh, It's not important. What's important is Brock Anderson. Because the minute I saw this guy, you know, I like, this guy has it. Like, this guy looks like an Anderson. (laughs) Straight up, man. He has the build. He has the beard. And when he attacked... uh, When he attacked QT Marshall for slapping on Anderson in the back with the belt, which I thought was pretty funny. QT Marshall ran out of the no, Next week. Next week you're going to get it. And then as soon as he turned his back, Arnazer got slapped in the back with a belt. That was pretty funny. And then Brock jumped all over Marshall. And uh, he looks pretty good. The guy looks pretty good. So I'm hoping that AEW doesn't ruin this guy. Because like I said, he has to build and he has to look. But if he comes out, you know, jumping around like a luchador or the Young Bucks, you know, that's going to ruin them. You know, there's no reason why the uh, the, Anderson, the Anderson style of wrestling can't be hereditary. You know, it can't run in a family. Because I don't want to see this guy doing any, uh, any body press over the top ropes. Asahi Moonsault. If he does that, that's going to ruin Arn Anderson. Sorry, not Arn. 
That's going to ruin Brock Anderson, man. And you don't want that. And if I was Arn Anderson, I'd be adamant about that. Look, my son doesn't do this style of wrestling. He's an Anderson. He takes a body part and he works on it. He's rough. He's ground and pound. You know, he doesn't come off the top ropes. That's not how my son wrestles. Please don't have him wrestle like that. You know? And right at the top of the head, I think him and Adam Page would be a damn good tag team. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that, you know, I'm just thinking. Right? Uh, another highlight of the show was Lance Archer. Now, I have been a fan of Lance Archer for like, I don't know, four or five years, ever since he's been in New Japan. You know, ever since he left the WWE. Actually, before that, because I was a fan of the Rock and Rave affection. I don't know if you guys know that. That's, uh, that's Lance Archer. That's Christy Hemme. And uh, Jimmy Rave. And they were a tag team in TNA. And I liked them. But now he's even better, man. He's even more intense. He's angry. He's mean. He has a great phrase. A catchphrase. Everybody dies. You know, he's got Jake Roberts as a mouthpiece. Why aren't you pushing this guy? You know, but they did the same thing that they do to everybody who makes their debut in AEW. Right? They get into a feud with Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes come out the victor. And now Lance Archer is, now he's wrestling job guys. But there's still time to save this guy's career. He could still be a big deal in AEW if you want him to be. You know? Get on that, man. Don't bury this guy. You know? He has to look. He has to build. He's huge. He's fast. He's powerful. You know, he's got Jake Robbins as a manager. Like I said, I love the catchphrase. I love the catchphrase. Everybody dies. <laughs> so, you know, don't, don't bury this guy. Don't bury this guy, man. Don't limit him to just jobbers. You know, put a, put a title on this guy. He deserves it. Also, uh, this is not really a highlight. It's more like a extremely dark light. Extremely dark. <laughs> and we're talking about Sting Darby Allen. What? Did you see that promo? Well, here's the thing, right? I'm going to get you up to speed. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, who I also like, are challenging Darby Allin to find a partner other than Sting to uh, face him in a tag team match, right? And they're waiting to hear Darby Allin's answer now. So they do this promo, and Darby Allin's stage just looks so sad. Like, what is going on here? Why do you look so sad? They got their heads down. You know what they look like? They look like they look like a Batman meme. Right? They got their head down. They got their makeup on. They just look so sad. And Darby Allen's like, you want me to find a partner? I Sting. I got to do this by myself. So Sting, please stay home. Because I got to do this by myself. And Sting's like, you want me? You were Darby Allen before the Stinger. You were the TNT champion before the Stinger. You made this name for yourself before the stinger. You don't need the stinger. And Darby Allen's like, yeah, please, you stay home. I, just... <laughs> I got to do this, stay, please. I got to do this, please. Stay home, stay, please. I got to do it by myself. I got to do it by myself. And Steve was like, all right, give me a fist bump. And Darby Allen's like, yeah, please, you need to do it. I got to do it by myself. I got to do it by myself. And Steve was like, all right, give me a fist bump. Give me a fist bump. And Darby Allen's like, please. Please, I just mean, please. Sting's, Sting's still got his fist out. Come on! Fist bump me! Alright? I'll stay home! And Darby Allen's just standing there. Please, I just gotta, please, please, just stay home, please. 
you know, finally get a fist bump, and that was the promo. This boring, sad, depressing promo from Darby Allen and Sting. Definitely not a highlight of the program, I'll tell you, man. This is the first time, like I said, this is the first time I've ever seen Sting on AEW, man. And it don't look good. It don't look good, man. You know? Uh, also, the Pinnacle. They, I don't like the Pinnacle. They came out and, you know, uh, some of them accepted the challenges from the Inner Circle. And, you know, I don't read really, Like... Uh, the inner circle and the pinnacle, it's just not worth talking about. I don't want to talk about that. You know, the pinnacle is such a ripoff of the four horsemen. It's such a, it's a blatant, blatant ripoff of the four horsemen, you know? And, uh, you know, pinnacle came out, started, started talking and a few of them accepted the challenges from the inner circle, separate matches. And, uh, and uh, MJF was like, nah, I'm not going to wrestle Jericho. It ain't worth it. I already beat him twice. He sucks. Right. And then the inner circle, you know, they was they was in the back with their goofy ass biker vests. <laughs> oh, you don't want you don't want to face me, MJF? Huh? Okay, well I'm gonna ruin your limo. And they started beating up the limo, and then and, and uh, Jake Hagar ran a forklift into it. It was just stupid, stupid, stupid. I guess that their hand symbol was the middle finger, which is also dumb. You know? Oh, look at your finger. This AW, we edgy. Oh, we did the middle finger. Like that's that's so corny. That's so corny. <laughs> So, so, I have no interest in the pinnacle or the inner circle. You know, so, another downside. Because I, I just don't care. I don't care. Let me, but I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. With or without Brian Cage, Team Taz is the best faction in AEW. I just don't know why AEW fans or Tony Khan, they don't know it yet. Taz should know it. You know where Powerhouse Hobbs, you got Hook, and you got a... And you got a Ricky Starks, dude. Why are they not being pushed? You know, either Ricky Starks and 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 Hobbs is a tag team. You know, Taz is, is a great talker. Starks is a good talker. Powerhouse is a freaking monster. You know, they should be in contention for the world tag team titles. I don't know what they're doing. Which is that is kind of like the common thing about AEW. It's that I don't ever know what they're doing. You know, they have a limitless amount of talent on their roster. And the the thing is, I just, I don't know what any of them are doing. I really don't. No one talks about the tag team titles. No one talks about the championships. Although, I did like Kenny Omega. I did like, uh, I did like Kenny Omega. I did like their promo. I liked his look. You know, he's an arrogant heel. Uh, the belt collector, uh, the AEW world champion, the best in the world, you know? And surprisingly, I like Jungle Boy. I liked his look. And the only problem is with uh, with Jungle Boy is his, is his size, <laughs> you know? And I've said this before, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't push certain wrestlers to the moon, or they shouldn't be contending for your top heavyweight championship just because they're over with the crowd. You know? If they're over with the crowd, that just means they're over. You shouldn't put them in a ring with your heavyweight champion on a pay-per-view. You know? Santino Morello was over in WWE, but he wasn't main event in a pay-per-view challenging for the world title. That was That's ludicrous. And the problem with Jungle Boy 
uh, Orange Cassidy, all these small guys who were Darby Allen, is that you know they're not going to win. You know, you put him in the ring with Lance Archer, there's a chance Omega might lose the title. You put him in the ring with Brian Cage, there's a chance he may lose. Moxley, he may lose. But when you put him in the ring with a guy who weighs 175 pounds, you know Kenny Omega is not going to lose to this guy. You know? So you lose kind of the, the element of surprise or suspense because you already know what's going to happen. So, yeah, I do like Jungle Boy, but I don't like him challenging for the world title. That doesn't make any sense. You know? So, I don't know. What, what is that? Was that the... Uh, was, yeah, that was, my, uh, that was my take from AEW Dynamite. So, if I'm going to grade it, I saw a lot of talent. I saw a lot of talent. Adam Page... Extremely talented. You know, he's wasting his time in the Dark Order. So is, uh, so is, uh, Coca Banner wasting his time in the Dark Order. You know? I don't know what it is about that group. But, you know, I'd be lying if I, if I, uh, if I said they weren't over. Because they are. But they're, 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 uh, they're a joke. You know? And they're actually treated, they're treated as a joke. You know, but they should be challenging for the world title, the TNT title, the tag team, maybe the tag team titles, you know. But Adam Page is definitely wasting his time. He should be bigger than what he is. He should have already won a singles title. But again, I don't know what AEW was doing. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they'll figure it out. You know, there's a lot of ups, a lot of potential there, you know. But anyway, that's the, yeah, that's 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 my opinion of AEW Dynamite on a first impression basis. It wasn't the talent ain't it's not bad at all. It's not bad at all, you know. But it's the stories that I, I just don't get. I can talk about AEW all day, <laughs> you know. The problems that they have and the superstars that they got—they got great wrestling, great wrestling. We just bad story. You know, Tony Khan needs to step down his booker, man, and hire somebody who knows what they're doing. Anyway, on to uh, NXT TakeOver in your house. Now, this really, this really isn't really much to, to talk about, to be quite honest with you. I mean, they didn't really... I, I wasn't really impressed with anything. You know, I got great wrestling. You know, the... Uh, wow, I, I wasn't really... And impressed by anything, to be honest with you. I mean, like, I, I knew what I was going to get with, uh, with, with uh, NXT. So, you know, that being said, let's talk about the main event. So, you got a fatal five-way for the NXT championship with uh, Karrion Cross defending against Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Pete Dune, and uh, who's the other guy? Oh, uh, Johnny Sameface. <laughs> I actually like Johnny Gargano, to be honest with you. You know? But Karrion Cross, he just looked so out of place. You know? And not because he's so big, but it's just that, I don't know, maybe the, he's supposed to look that way. He's supposed to tower over the uh, competition because that match was exciting, but the only time that it wasn't is when Karrion Cross got involved. You know? Again, if you're going to have a guy like that, you know, you're going to have a guy like Karrion Cross being your world champion... You have to put him in a ring with challengers. Pete Dune can challenge him. You know, Kyle O'Reilly can challenge him. But 
Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, uh, guys like that. Like I, I just don't. I those two beating Karrion Cross for the NXT title just doesn't look believable. You know, and I don't know what it is about Adam Cole. I don't know if Adam Cole's in shape or he's not. You know, <laughs> because he's he's so small, and on his uh, on his stat line, it said he was two hundred and ten pounds. There's no way. There's no way Adam Cole was two hundred and ten pounds. I don't believe it, because I look like I weigh more than Adam Cole, and I'm only one hundred and seventy five pounds. So to look at that guy and see, I, I, you know, and I've I've seen Adam Cole in person, you know, but when I saw Adam Cole, he was he was he was bigger. He was thicker than that, you know. When I saw him in Ring of Honor. But he got to uh, NXT and he lost a lot of weight, man. You know, this man need to get in that guy's ear. If you want to make it up to the main roster, if you want a shot, you know, at even even remotely contending for the the Universal or WWE Championship, you got to get your weight up. You know, at least Gargano is cut. You know, at least Dune is cut, and and I believe his bruiser weight, uh, his uh, character. Same with O'Reilly. O'Reilly, I believe. This dude is an MMA fighter, you know, but Adam Cole, he just looks, he just looks, he's so tiny. He's so tiny, <laughs> you know, and I like Adam Cole. I like him, you know, but he's got to do something about that mass, man. He has no mass, no mass, <laughs> you know, so either this guy got to hit the gym. Jeez, man, you need to juice a little bit. <laughs> Because I like him, and I want to see him succeed, not just in NXT, you know, but I want to see him succeed, succeed in WWE, man, but you got to look at, you got to look like a WWE wrestler, man, you know, because at this point, if he goes up to the main roster, I'm not going to believe that he can beat anybody. Here's what I think is going to happen. No matter how good, at least Daniel Bryan, he's small, but he looked like a WWE, you, you believe when he beat people. You know, so here is what I'm afraid is going to happen to Adam Cole if he gets called up to the main roster. I think he's going to fall right into the fold of the 24/7 championship. Do they even have that anymore? You know, so you know, if I'm smart, if I'm Adam Cole, I would stay in NXT to increase my chances of succeeding. You know, so uh. Anyway, at the end of the show, uh, Karrion Cross won, you know, and he looks like a star. He might not be as good as the other four he'd been in the ring with, but he he looks like a main eventer. He looks like a WWE superstar with the with the uh, with with the character and the intensity, the body, the valet, the music, the entrance. He 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 has it. He has it. He has what it takes to make it in the WWE. You know, but. Um, I don't even know where I was going. Oh, okay, yeah. Karrion Cross wins. He retains the title. And at the end of the night, they're talking to William Regal. And William Regal is like, hey, you know, I've been doing this for seven years. I've never seen it. I don't know how to do an English accent. Unless it's, unless it's Will Ospreay. <laughs> or unless it's Wade Barrett. I can do Wade Barrett, you know. I can do Wade Barrett and Will Ospreay. But I really can't do William Regal. Because he's like, he's really soft-spoken. He's got like a soft-spoken accent, you know. Uh, Wade Barrett got like, kind of like a barrage. Like when he talks, he opens his mouth really wide. Like I kind of do a British accent. If only it's 
Wade Barrett and uh, Will Ospreay. Like, I, I can't do William Regal or, or I can't do Zack Sabre. Like, they're too soft-spoken. Anyway, that's besides the point. But William Regal talking about he's been doing this for seven years. He's never seen the chaos, you know, that he's seen uh, tonight. People, you know, people were fighting. People had to be broken up. There was an increase of security. People wasn't listening. Things were out of control, which leads me to believe. Plus, William Regal said things need to change. So I don't want to see William Regal go. Like he's like he's like a mainstay of NXT. You know, that guy is the king of multi-man matches, man. No one loves triple threat matches like William Regal. You want a you want a triple threat match booked? Get William Regal, because he'll book one for you. But uh, it looks like he's going to now. I think maybe he's going to step down as commissioner of NXT, general manager. And now I found out that uh, just moments ago that Samoa Joe is going to be returning to NXT. You know, in a non uh, wrestling role. So you just put two and two together. Samoa Joe might come back to NXT, and he may be the commissioner of, uh, of NXT. You know? This, this is what is wrong with spoilers. Okay? This is what's wrong. You know? You can't keep anything a secret because everything can get out. That would have been surprising to see Samoa Joe after he just got fired from WWE to show up in NXT as a commissioner. But no, no, no. The damn dirt sheets. The virtual dirt sheets. You know? Spoils everything. So, I don't know. It might not happen, but... There's a good chance that Samoa Joe may be the new general manager of uh, NXT. So, I don't know. My my uh, my evaluation of uh, TakeOver, you know, it, it was it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't bad, you know, but it really wasn't really much to talk about. I think it was only like five matches, wasn't it? I don't know. But the main event was good. It was a good main event. I actually thought that Samoa Joe was going to show up later that night as like a uh, as like a contender for the NXT Championship because you know Karen Cross just beat the best that NXT had to offer. So I thought Samoa Joe was going to come out at the end and challenge him for the title, but you know that's what happened. Anyway, all right, that's going to do it for the first uh, the first of two episodes that you're going to get from me this week, and uh, you know you guys. Uh, have a fantastic work week. Don't get fired. And, uh, you know, I'll talk to you next week to check in. Not next week, I'm sorry. I'll talk to you later in the week to check in. All right? Talk to you later.